Franco Ripple, how are you, my friend? So good to be here. So good to join you. Uh, that it's probably the most generous introduction I think anyone has given me uh, ever. There are no words to describe. I'll take it's, it. I'll take it. That's all. Um, and and I'll tell you why. It's because direct impact is why. You're having a direct impact on my day. And yeah, you are, very nice. Very nice. And and on and on and and like I because I've I've been cursorily looking looking at this rising legend, this ascendant Franco Ripple oh, kind of energy in the cosmos. <laughs> and um, I've been loving it. So I'm actually super, super stoked and that, that you're jumping on on the um, on the Patreon uh, legend tier. And I was like, well, of course, because he's, he's an actual legend. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, so Only Franco will be joining us for the hour. And mate, how does the day find you? Uh, so far, so good. I will actually apologize if I am not 100% at my best, if I'm not making a direct impact because I'm on day three of COVID. <laughs> Uh, oh, that sucks. My third time having it. And, you know, when you have little kids, they just bring home everything. And so last week we had a mystery virus sweep through our house um, and everyone got it except me. And now I've got it. And now I realize it's not a mystery. It was just COVID. But no one here in the States, especially, is testing for that anymore. So now I know what they had and now I know what I have. And it's uh, I'm, I'm OK. I'm fine. But it's it's just uh you know, if you've had it, uh, it's it's not fun. It's not great. Okay, so. it is not fun, and we don't want to make make light. You know, it was to the point where they actually changed the name of Last of Us Day from Outbreak Day to Last of Us Day. So we don't we don't want to bring levity. Um, no. But one one thing I will I will gingerly do is uh, um, with with how we are overall moving towards like the post pandemic kind mm -hmm. of vibe. I hope you and your family and those affected, you know, get better soon. I just hope you don't get cordyceps. A and I just had to say, <laughs> I had to, it's, it was right Albert, there. At this stage, anything is possible. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I would not be surprised if this time next year we're, you know, okay. in a shelter somewhere, you know, hiding right. cordyceps. So I, I just want to list, let's so Dr. Albert here. So let's, are you feeling any mushroominess in, in the facial region? Any just in this area right here. I, I feel like I can hear better than I can see. Isn't that a Have sign? Been... Okay. A... Yes. Thank you. Have you been um, disparatically clicking throughout the day? You know, yeah. Just, uh, okay. <laughs> that's that's been happening. Okay. So I suppose uh, we'll hold off on the full diagnosis to the end, but maybe by the end you'll have gone full clicker on us, and it'll be a mixture of out. awesome slash. It doesn't take slash long. <laughs> <laughs> Look, mate. Let's. <laughs> I, I'm just. You, you have big co-host energy, so watch out. I might. I might oh, bring no. you on. I might bring you on. Look, especially with your amazing Last of Us background there, mate. Listen, um, how am I going to come on the... I've been telling all my friends about this opportunity. <laughs> how am I going to come on the Last of Us podcast? It's right in the name, the Last of Us podcast, okay. and not all have right. my accoutrements up here behind me, you know? Well, I'm going to be sending you one of these. This is a May She Guide You shirt. Um, so excited. Very, very stoked for you and I to start spreading the good word. Um, Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> you, I'll take care of the Australia region. Maybe you can... Yeah. you know uh, cover cover so you're la aren't you yeah no i'm actually i uh no i wish i'm actually in tallahassee florida which is uh the the state capital of florida um good town to raise a family it's not it doesn't have uh the nightlife of la exactly okay <laughs> it's, it's all right well you have big la energy i guess from for tallahassee you put the you, you, you can't spell tallahassee without la la tell yeah that's okay. right that's hey. so good that's so all good right, okay. that. we're having fun here that's great <laughs> Yeah. Right, I've been okay, Fernando Lopez jumps in and says, hope that they talk about factions too. Now, mm. I want to actually maybe dial things back and thank you, Fernando, for that. But, mate, so you have, 
so so obviously last of us as in the game you know that that that's huge but soon you and i are gonna have to really pivot i mean i'm actually going to later today do an, an art a work um an artworks uh, swap out for the hbo series so i guess we should talk about that about how there's going to be all this like hopefully cohesive and additive and symbiotic last of us activity but because of just the sheer level of quality of what hbo are putting out i guess i'll throw it to you so we have a few last of us projects coming up but what what's your assessment of what hbo um and like what naughty dog and hbo have to just just make sure i suppose that they um they don't kind of like jump <laughs> chomp away at each other um in terms of uh yeah priorities oh i wonder what happened someone just like jumped off the stream what the heck <laughs> all right i will okay so while we're bringing um franco back on I'm not sure why he jumped back off but um but i'll feel that okay no worries easy peasy <laughs> so his, com his computer just rebooted so i will answer my own question and that's no worries at all because i'll i'll, I'll lay the foundation and then um franco can jump back on while he's um sorting out his computer stuff so so the way that i've been thinking about this in terms of um uh yeah, not cannibalization. What's a nicer word for it? It is um, the idea of, of making sure that everything flows and is additive and and, and co-informs it itself. So uh, that's, for me, even though I, I don't like them too much because they kind of spoil a little, uh, I do like timelines for that sort of thing. And my kind of, and, you know, Franco will, will, will have a lot to say about this because of his position, but um, how we time things is going to be, Absolutely, like I think that's going to decide whether or not things sort of eat eat away at each other. And so, if we are talking January for the HBO series, then the the factions obviously would be great to kind of have that constant activity um, of uh, yeah, like in the background. So that was me doing my best to kind of flow with a little bit of tech stuff. But mate, you're back. Thank you. How are I'm you? Sorry, gosh. <laughs> no, please do not worry. I had that hey. happen recently. I was lecturing to a, a, a university class and um, just exactly as we were getting started, that was exactly the time Windows chose to reboot. This is why I don't trust Windows. I'm an Okay. So we are going to again. So with first, we're keeping track. So we're gonna. I'm gonna speak with your mother about the mustache comment. Yes. We're oh, gonna wow. speak with Windows, with and this. we have to check throughout the show on your symptoms. Make sure you're okay. okay. So this is the airing so of grievances episode, apparently. So. <laughs> That's right. But actually, there is a reason why. Look for the light. Why I chose. Obviously, you know, in our communications and and in your um on your Instagram, your amazing Instagram. Um, that look for the light theme. I will reveal it in about. 20 or 30 minutes or so but going off of fernando's comment uh, and i'll refill it to you because when you jumped off i just sort of answered the question myself which is mm -hmm. i think of like probably you can speak to this with your role is like we think in terms of pipelines so things that eat or eat eat away at each other so if january is the hbo series then something where you do have that constant engagement in the last of us world like an online game could you see that coming out around that 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 actually does benefit sort of the um the sort of engagement idea of, of having so, like a product out there that's that's this online interactive thing what do you reckon i'm going to answer that first by saying that i i'm biased because i am not a multiplayer gamer i am very oh, much gotcha. a single player campaign gamer and it's because i enjoy the solitude of gaming i love a strong the, the kind of games that i've yeah. played, i've also talked about horizon the horizon series zero dawn and forbidden west 
I enjoy a really strong narrative uh, yeah. gaming experience, single player, you know, mm -hmm. that usually I game late at night, kids are asleep, family's asleep, lights are down low. It's my time to lock into a narrative experience. Um, and so with that, I have nothing against um, uh, multiplayer gaming, but there are just two things at play for, just for me personally. One is, again, I enjoy a narrative um, experience. Two, um, you know, I grew up at a time, I'm, I'm almost 40, I grew up at a time when um, a lot of those games were played on like keyboard and mouse and these kids who were then my contemporaries were just so fast um, at, you know, you could like, we, we grew up on Quake and Doom and game, like the original iteration of games like Quake and Doom, where, you know, these guys are jumping up and they're, they're circling around and fragging you at the same time while they're getting this guy over here. I don't have those kinds of reaction skills. I'm not ashamed to admit that. I'm not um, naturally predisposed to having that amazing mechanical ability to manipulate a gaming mouse and keyboard at the same time like that. Neither do yeah. I with a controller. So the few times that I have tried, you know, um, multiplayer gaming or massively online gaming or anything, I'm just not good at it. And, and you know, as, as you may be able to empathize, um, if you're not good at something, it's not as enjoyable. Like I, I personally like to always stretch yeah. and hold my skills, but, but if, if you're constantly just getting fragged in the back every two seconds, it's not fun. It, you know, no. I like to go at my own pace. So with all that being said, being biased against multiplayer gaming, of course, from a product development perspective, it would make sense for them to launch some kind of an immersive new experience that could draw existing fans of the franchise, as well as this whole um, horde, this legion of new fans who are going to come to the franchise uh, into the experience, because this did, in fact, start as a game, not as an HBO. Yeah. So it makes sense. So, yeah, exactly. And and you raised something very important to consider from like a business point of view and an optics point of view it is you're, you're bringing in hbo you're bringing in that kind of prestige you know that uh dramatic like that's you know uh you know i mean craig mason with with chernobyl like it's really at the tip top tier of tv but then you don't want to muddy the water of that kind of impression with something where it's like oh that's just the fortnight for last of us you know um <laughs> so i think yeah, and and look, I think you and I are completely on the same uh, length. By the way, your legend thing carries over into the horizon. Like, just don't worry. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to bring you onto that one anyway because we have to Great. share your your views and uh, clearly very well informed and eloquently expressed views. I spent a lot of time thinking about these things more. Well, more mate, probably. So we have Danielle Basuti coming back on the show. Freya from God of War Ragnar. I would love for you to jump on on that and just riff with her about like some of the stuff coming up with the God of War series as well. So, um, but all three of these, the common thread there, obviously Sony and it's, and it's television endeavor and, and all of that. Uh, and it, but it is that art, it's that integrity of impression. You know, and you want to you want to hold true to that, and and Sony have showed that they're pretty uncompromising in in wanting to maintain that consistency. They're not that proliferation, that sort of saturate the market kind of thing. So, but I trust Druckman. I, I trust hashtag trust the Druck. Yeah. <laughs> <Trust> <laughs> right, the that needs to be for the industry now. That needs to just be okay. you know, the 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 motive. Um, but I mean, what a what a time that we're in, right? What a yeah. what a decade. Um, but especially to oh. this moment, right? With with uh, well, with part one for PS5, right? With uh, yeah. remaster 
Uh, and by the way, for all the critics who say, oh, did we really need, you know, The Last of Us is not even a decade old. Did we really need a remaster? Did we really need a, a part one for PS5? Um, yeah. I, I will share, if you like, I will share with you my story of how I got back into gaming and how I got. Oh, please do. Go for it. I'm just sharing the share the show out so people can get eyes on you, mate. Let's just sending it to places. That's Fabulous. All. Thank you. Thank you. No worries, I'm mate. going to share yeah. it with some friends who, and this is fun, <laughs> by the way, because um, a lot of folks in my personal realm don't know that I'm into gaming. You know, my career is, is ah. politics and public relations and public affairs, very serious business. Um, a mm. lot of friends, even close friends don't know that I'm into gaming. And so this is a fun kind of coming out to a lot of friends to share. Please do. Uh, yeah. This part of my life. And I've had some friends comment tagging their spouses or others like, hey, did you know this? And so I can't wait to share this episode and subsequent ones. Um, oh, please do. And definitely bring them in now. And I just want to say to all of the sort of extended Ripple Cadre tribe, <laughs> you know, association, um, just off of on an energy on an energy point of view, before you dive into all this amazing, again, backed by passion, backed by insight and and, and um, immersion into the subject, like you're not, there's no uh, surface level, like you're, you're really ingrained with this stuff. So, but yeah. before that, I have to, I reflect things back. My fiance is a, you know, um, uh, like personal relationship, business development, um, like mentor and stuff. So one thing just in a house like that, I, I tend to just become immediately aware of people's energy. And I, then I just turn into a mirror and say like, thank you for being who you are, doing what you do. Like we need more of the Franco Ripple energy in the world. Oh, and God, and so, so that, so just to, just to, to, to put a little bow on this is like anyone in your sphere is very lucky to have you, their family, friends and, and colleagues. Yeah. So you're a credit to all of them. For sure. That's that's very very kind. Um, I no actually coming on here was thinking to myself, I don't know how you do what you do because you have <laughs> created this network. What a brilliant <laughs> idea, by the way, too. A topic network. Um, yeah, uh, insert topic, anything, you know. And what a brilliant idea, but also just I've seen your schedule uh, that oh, you shared yeah. <laughs> about. I, I don't know how you're doing it. It's remarkable. Plus your art. Streamyard, mate. Your other creative endeavors it's it's incredible so really the reflection of energy goes back to you my friend so oh nuts this is just the love is real okay yes. mate let's 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 get stuck in so yes um you and last of us uh, i would love it, the origin story of you and last of us and then please continue with that track you were going on before i sort of pause to do that reflection yeah for sure no and no, i'm glad you did and and speaking of marriages so i'm married to an attorney so my i tend to think about the liability of uh mm -hmm. of things <laughs> that we say how am i going to get in trouble for what no you'll find raise an ex-lawyer as well so it's <laughs> i have that in the house too yeah well she's like current lawyer but she's just chosen a different direction but yeah okay cool all right so nice yeah so uh so how did i get to be a, a fan of the last of us and it, it starts with um this context which is as i said before nearly 40 dad of three kids three boys mm -hmm. uh eight years old five years old and um eight months old so here's why that matters not just because they're the most important thing to me. I'm incredibly proud of them, of course. But it's because when you reach this place in life, you have the least amount of discretionary time at your disposal. Mm. And so what you choose to do with your time really matters, especially when it comes to entertainment. You want to know that what you're choosing to spend your time on is going to actually entertain you, right? So um, I, uh, I had a PS3 for about a decade. Um, I had never had... Uh, the latest generation of console technology. Uh, I'm, I'm not necessarily a, a late adopter, but I'm not an early adopter either. So I had a PS3 for for years, played it very casually, um, sports games, American football, 
uh, college football, um, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, just, you know, it's very like nice. pick up the controller every now and then. But March 2021, um, I found myself with a weekend at home alone. My wife had taken the boys uh, back down to see some family uh, out of town. And either I had to work or I opted not to go. Um, but I had an entire weekend alone. And again, when you are in that phase of life where you have, you know, just so much responsibility for caring for little ones and and, 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 a, and a household and everything, you, you think to yourself, what am I going to do with this luxury, right? And something struck me, I should get a PS4. Again, this is March 2021. So this system, this is not new technology. This has been out for seven years by this point, right? So um, I go down to the store, I get a PS4, I come home, set it up. I'm very excited. They said, what am I going to play? Um, and I'm on the PlayStation store and, you know, I like a good deal. So I go first to like, you know, what are the classic PS games, the, the all-time hits that are on sale? And right away, this game, The Last of Us was right there. And never heard of it, didn't know anything about it. But obviously, you, just, you see the branding of it and you're sucked in. If you like, if you're already predisposed to a narrative experience, I love a, a good movie, whether it's a period piece or a biopic or something that draws you into character development and um, just establishes a powerful narrative, right? Um, I know I'm using that word a lot, but there's a reason because it's it's truly to me the the masterpiece. Of course, it's it's the human storytelling thing that goes back. You know, Joseph Campbell, he will tell you all of that. It's it's so ingrained in in like the fabric of being human. Totally, yeah. exactly. And the fact that we can this is the thing about gaming that I try to tell people, my wife included, who no no criticism of her on that, but she doesn't fully get it. Many many adults mm. don't get it. The thing about it is that it is it is as if you are immersed and able to control the action of oh. a really good movie. Tell you know? this to your wife and to the Franco Ripple's wonderful partners out there. The the mic drop sentence is that like real life, yeah. games are interactive. No other art form shares the conditional. Like for it to be what it is, it has to have that component of empathy and connection. Game like music and film and TV, they're all passive. You're all sitting back. So yeah. if you want to say like, hey, the actual most human art form, definitionally, the participative art form is games. It's the frontier. So I call it, you know, again, interactive art. Like that's that's right. So just saying, lo love you lots. We all love you, Mrs. Ripple. <laughs> <laughs> lots of respect <laughs> to Mrs. Ripple. <laughs> that's right. And everyone has the things that they're into. You know, my wife yeah. is a, a, a tremendous reader, um, and you know, we all love a good show. But it is mm -hmm. it is consumption, whereas yeah. a, a great game is an interactive, immersive experience, no doubt. So immersion. consumption uh, versus immersion. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So uh, downloaded The Last of Us, and you know, again, I think you and I talked about this offline too. Just those first moments <laughs> of Sony Interactive Entertainment and the oh. ticking of the clock, you just, you know, you know that mm -hmm. you're ready for a special experience. Uh, and of course, you, you don't know what you're in for until about 20 minutes in. And I don't even have to tell you at what scene where you're like, oh shit, this is real. Yeah. <laughs> this it, is yeah. Really, really something. Yeah. And, um, that I mean, now you've again the omnidirectionality of Topic Podcast Network, but also within the framework of, of Last of Us. I, I have to ask, just on an emotional level, at that point, is we have obviously the recent Part One remaster of of right. the beginning. You know, I see that you're also I don't know unconsciously or not, but we're, we're looking at the beard, we're looking at the plaid, like we're looking at a uh, Last of Us energy here. It's cool. You have the watch as well. Yeah, I just had. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. I like I, you. 
I uh, uh, I actually usually have a full beer. That was something my mother said in in the text that I was mentioning to you before. There you go. When she, when she texted me to criticize the mustache, thank you, mom. Uh, I used to have a full beard and just decided to go for a different look because I'm in clearly in a midlife crisis. I'm almost forty. Um, and you know, and so you're lying. Can you stop? You're you're like 38 or 30, 36 at most. Just I'm sick of this. You're clearly doing something great with skincare. Please compliment your wife, who's yeah. probably helped you. Ray helps me with my skincare. It's fine. You're doing great. Anything good in our lives comes from our spouses, right? So you said it. There yeah. you go. Um, All right. Well, but now I have to. Okay. So the beginning of this series, like, how do you think it? Give me Frank Franco Ripple's regular from now on re recurring segment, the Ripple. <laughs> <laughs> the ripple recap no the, um we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out we'll workshop it but um how does this series start what's the opening shot are we talking uh, a shot for shot favreau like lion king style like going shot for shot for the opening or do you think they might do something different just you know craig mason wants to make this a separate um artistic entity you know the the truth is um it goes without saying the truth is we we don't know right obviously uh, right yeah. now which is a cop-out to say but the reason i say that is because there are two very good arguments i think for the directions it could go one is mm -hmm. we've had people involved with the show from neil to to others um who have said there is a lot of fan service in the new hbo series right like it is really designed for fans of the show fans of the show fans of the games are going from fans to of the game yeah, yeah. No, that's cool so you could easily see where it could start with, you know, that opening scene of Joel coming home. He's on the phone with Tommy. Um, yeah. Laura's there on the couch, presents him with the with the watch. Like you could easily see it starting that way. And yeah. why not? I mean, it's it's I can't think of a better start to um, not just a game, but a, a world, a series. Right. Mm -hmm. than, than that when it comes to when it comes to gaming. On the other hand, you're right. Then you have the Craig Mazin factor. Um, who, yeah. I mean, Chernobyl. to add that powerhouse of storytelling into the mix, um, you could easily see where it could start. You could see with the, you could see this show starting with something that I think a lot of fans have been clamoring for, and that could end up being a subject of part three if there is a part three down the road. Which, as we know, whoa, okay, Neil, I, I'm, Neil and Haley have said there's a script written, so the show could start with that interregnum period between, you know, outbreak day and um, 20 years later mm -hmm. in Boston, right? It could mm -hmm. start with Joel and Tommy somewhere in between. And then it flashes back to the opening scene of the game. I, I don't know. There, there's, there's, there's an argument to be made either Very way. viable. Through to the game or that there's creative liberty. Absolutely. So now this is a mini Chernobyl spoiler. So three, two, one. We're just going to talk about the first few minutes. Have you seen Chernobyl? Um, yes, it's been a while. Yes, but yes. Yeah. That's OK. So a lot of the crew, you'll see actually there's almost like triplets. It's Chernobyl uh, and or right. And and this series, you'll 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 see a lot of crossover from actors. You know, a couple of the actors from Chernobyl are directly like one of the um, the plant technicians plays one of the um, ISP agents and then as well. So. And the energy of both of these shows is that it just fair and, and same with Last of Us. That's probably why there was this beautiful, you know, artistic melding of 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 identity and and kindred energy between Druckmann and Mason and HBO, you know, um, is that the show it just begins and it's it's tense. It's immediately tense off the bat. And um and there's lots of questions, you know, right? And and if you think about it, obviously you start 
you know as as the little girl in in the game you know you're, you're just in in the room and stuff and it's that's to disarm you it's it's for your your walls to go down but i actually wouldn't i wouldn't find it remiss at all to to begin with something like <laughs> i mean tris you know <laughs> to 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 see something where we we um we might look at you know we also just started watching um the leftovers right which also has a beautiful kind of cold open kind of feel where you're asking questions like why are we with this woman with her crying baby and stuff like that so just got goosebumps thinking about that like like that's these are very imp very impactful beginnings of shows you know and i'll never forget the start of chernobyl and and or the start of andor as well so so there's this space there they, they could i think again you and i and um, we're we're open to both i think which is which is yeah definitely and that's you know isn't that beautiful that um that is i'm excited to see who the guest is coming on by the way because you mentioned mm -hmm. it had something to do with part two. And I, yeah, there is such a dichotomy in the Last of Us fandom between yeah. part one and part two, and, and an enormous amount of criticism for part two. Um, all of which, um, I tend not to be an absolutist, but I will be an absolutist about the absolutism against part yeah. two. Okay. I think all of the criticism against part two is unfair, um, unfounded. I mean, yeah. I'll be very honest, I think. There is the tr there is the criticism of part two that is founded in transphobia, in homophobia, in xenophobia, yeah. um, and most of all in an unwillingness to well and and in an unwillingness to walk a mile in the boots of someone else. The fact yeah. that so many people can't get past you know spoiler alert, spoiler alert if if. <laughs> Hopefully, if you're watching this, you've played part two already. But if not, yes, you have. Joel dies. Surprise! <laughs> Sorry. That's right. Yeah. No. It's it's been it's been I think over a year, over two yeah, years. Out I of think. the bag, by this point. Yeah. Okay. That's Just it. The fact, like we all know how beloved Joel is, but the fact that there are, are legions of fans out there who can't get past the fact that you know a, a main character passes brutally in the first ten percent of the game what it does in opening up a whole world of new perspective in the second, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the subsequent acts of the game I, is, is one of my favorite parts of that game that mm -hmm. you are in fact forced to walk a mile in the shoes of someone else and absorb their perspective. And I think a lot of people didn't do that. And it's really a shame. And it's part of what makes part two so great is that Neil and Hallie and everyone who worked on that game took such a massive risk in doing that. And they realized that everyone wasn't going to like it and they managed to still make it happen in what could otherwise be perceived as a pretty bureaucratic environment, right? With, with mm -hmm. Sony, Sony, a, a, a massive company and even Naughty Dog where he has creative control. There's a lot of hurdles to overcome where the safe thing would be to be, Hey, let's make the game that everybody wants, not this other yeah. that ends up just blowing your mind. So. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and, and, and that's why our first, like the, she, I can reveal, uh, mm -hmm. uh, is our first major guest, by the way, that's part of this is because it's just really tough with her with some <laughs> anniversary stuff for a certain show coming up. Um, I think I, have I told you who she, who she is, no. who's coming on the show or no, no I haven't? all you told okay. me was that, is that it is part, part two. two. So, Ola, okay. So that should, three. 
if okay. you if you're really plugged into the last of a sphere you'll know who i'm talking about listeners i can't fully reveal it yet but she's dealing with there's some um she's dealing with something she was she worked on previously that's having its anniversary there so people will make the connection i actually can't say the name though so you and i in the post show we're gonna i know we're gonna have a, a chat later and and there's a chance she'll jump on, on on other things as well and she's been reached out to from the various tendrils of topic podcast network um but i'm looking for i can actually I guess I could just send it to you and you can, I can get your reaction now. Okay. Um, but definitely don't send your name. Definitely don't yeah, send my phone's right here. Okay. On, on your Instagram. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So to the people tuning in at home, we really appreciate bearing with us as we fill the air. This is called vamping. <laughs> so yeah, the life, the, the love is real. Okay, cool. So that's now in your inbox. And um, and yeah, so we're, we're going to go from there with uh, with making that happen. It's just about yeah, it's <laughs> Daniel. Yeah, Dan, I know, I know, I know. Daniel has done Daniel has done wow. this as well. Where there's just a wow. level of there's just a level of activity for actors, and and they need to pivot on a pivot on a dime or whatever the the expression is. But um, so it won't be joining us for this one, but definitely on the next one. And like I said, man, even if you literally if you jumped off the Patreon now, like you're just a co-host now. <laughs> I'm sorry, you you've, you've kind of you've kind of just, you know, sealed, sealed your fate. Uh, well, definitely. Don't Marie and Catherine, you know. Um, oh, we'll see. They love you lots and they wish they could have joined. But it's just, again, Anne-Marie, sadly, with the, there was uh, something with, with a, a, re a recent um, tragedy in her life, which oh, is really wow. sad, a friend of hers. Rest in peace, beautiful um, friend. I think I'll just let her speak to that. I think it's that's most appropriate. And then with Catherine as well, there's just a scheduling thing. It's tough right. with the three time zones. But with all that said, I think... Franco? Franco. Can I say Franco? Because <laughs> you know, because that would make you Italian? one of the few people to say it correctly because it is Franco. I'm Italian American. Mm -hmm. uh, as Maybe. you are part two, which I yeah, love. Yeah, Alberto. Alberto Franco. That's right. Um, mm -hmm. Around seventh grade, um, I I got tired of trying to explain it to people. And so I just, you know, went Medigan style and Americanized it. To, yeah. Uh, Medigan. Like There's that. like a handful well, of people that still. You're, you're jumping on Sopranos podcast, by the way. Ah, okay. That's going to be because, um, you know, David Chase, I think they work in another extremely like ancestor of dramaturgical, you know, yeah. direction. Like clearly the last of us has Sopranos DNA in its, in its, right in its bosom yeah um but yeah we have to we're gonna have the like i said you've sealed your fate we're gonna have to dress i'm gonna wear my leather jacket you have to wear your thing i'm gonna <laughs> do like a, a bald cap or something i'll, I'll just be really badly for in, me. in this so then who who are we in the sopranos universe then okay i'm i'm clearly tony obviously you have okay. to be no I'm kidding no 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 we'll, we'll we'll figure that out we'll figure that out um you have some multisanti energy Let's just put it that way. All right. Okay. Derailing. Take it. He derailing, does get derailing. Back. So, I mean, I'm less excited <laughs> about that aspect to it, but, you know, I'll take it. He has some no, redeeming, sure. redeeming qualities. It is, it is. But to make sure, because we have, like, uh, it's just one of those hours, like, really tight hour episodes, so I need to get your Last of Us ID. So we need to know the character across all of the presented media so far, including novels, who is, your like, your character that you resonate with the most. You know, I wanted to ask you, and so I'm not, I'm not going oh. to, I'm not going to answer your question with a question. I'll answer your question, but I also wanted okay. to ask you who you think is the most underrated character in the series and, you know, not necessarily a spinoff, but who, who would you like to see explored more um, mm. in a separate game or a subsequent game? 
Um, some characters, you know, have passed in certain games, so like they can't be in a part three, but maybe they were so interesting to you that they deserve them. Well, Lev, honestly, I think yeah, Lev is one of the great untapped. You know, I get goosebumps when I think of Lev as a character. Um, when I think of part two, I mean, I, we're talking. Look at the, look at our artwork so far, at least, and everything. You know, we're, we're going to do a, you know, a, a, re, a strategic. You know, Franco and I would talk about this as, you know, the brand of strategic reskin. We just temporarily for for the the HBO series. Um, but the heart of of my love for Last of Us, believe it or not, is actually Last of Us Part Two. Mm -hmm. It really is. Um, I I connect. Oh gosh, I'm going to lose some people here, but it's okay. Uh, yeah. I connect with the dynamism, the the fierce, no loyalty to your expectations, no loyalty to coddling you or to, um, you know, that happily ever after. Not not that it's ever been about that or even close to that, but the the shifting, the 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 spectrum of of part two in terms of um, you know Abby Abby Lev and Joel Ellie. That's just something that I don't think the first game with its. I mean. There's no Last of Us without the first game, obviously. Like ultimate yeah. respect to that. But uh, it is the Empire. It's that Empire Strikes Back kind of sequel. We just watched season two of Twenty Four compared to season one of Twenty Four, and it is just, it's it does the three. It's the Cameronian triplet. It's bigger, better, bolder. You know, it's well, like the Uncharted series, right? Thank like you. I will say, because I came in late to gaming, right? So I started with The Last of Us, and then of course The Last of Us Part Two. Horizon, I, I got into because um, I wanted to go buy a PS5. You obviously can't find it in retail stores anywhere. I got mm -hmm. lucky and got onto uh, PlayStation Direct, their um, lottery mailing list thing to buy one directly at retail price from, from PlayStation. Um, of course, when you go through uh, their lottery system, you're kind of in a, a virtual queue. By the time mm -hmm. I got through the queue, all the regular series of... Um, uh, PlayStation 5s were sold, but you could still buy the Horizon Forbidden West bundle. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I don't know what that is, but I want a PS5. It's only $50 more. Okay, I'll go ahead. Turns out, I mean, my gosh, how fortuitous. I, I couldn't have known at that time what a, I almost feel, I, I mean, it's like, a, it's, like a one, and it's like a 1A and a 1B situation. I almost feel as strongly about the Horizon series um, and its potential. Mm, it's potential then yes. i i do about the last of us and when i say potential i mean because there are times in horizon where the dialogue is a little stilted mm. and it just doesn't have that same oh and i hope no one involved with horizon is is watching this because oh look they, they'll take it like that yeah. no one's more aware of this stuff than him and plus they just there's that compromise you have to do with the open world thing with stilted dialogue and a bit of animation stuff they just don't have the bandwidth maybe maybe the next generation where they can just solve that that needing to choose a or b um yeah but you're right it's it's yeah but yeah not totally that's so totally, and they will appreciate your honesty and candor there for sure yeah, and gorilla gorilla games brilliant studio right I yeah mean, right there. i met herman he's fantastic he's a lovely guy over in um in, in amsterdam great, great guy yeah. Have, has he been on your show? Oh no, we um just uh, it was a studio walk-in. Uh, we were just yeah. in the middle of getting uh, Horizon podcast off the ground. Just learning still hadn't come out, uh, or it was just about to come out. And um, I can do the daggy thing of bringing up the photo. Why not? And then 
um, I just I've just blocked things out a little bit in the background. We're actually going to do a little dive onto Franco's cool Instagram as well. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah. So maybe we'll do that too. Yeah. There's nothing Without... that cool on there. I appreciate it, but I don't have um, I don't have a particular. Oh. Thing. <laughs> We're getting our like unfiltered Italian honesty. Like, e basta, e basta, non mi, e basta, you know, like uh, <laughs> no. So no, he's a he's a really rad rad dude, and and. But before that, and this is, again, you, you take the tangents where they come. So you want to go, folks, right now. It's going to be in the description. So Instagram.com, Franco. Right? Or is there a Franco Ripple official? There's a Ripple on the end, too. Yeah. Franco. It is. No, no. Oh, no. As in no official. Yeah. See, this guy, I had Albert Kessa. But then they they must have thought that um, because some of the topic stuff, it might have some it might activate some things with like bot alerts or something because I am often doing things between the different accounts yeah. and I lost Albert Kessa. So I just have oh, lots no, of no. well-founded envy for you there. Oh gosh. So, well, uh, so what are you going to do? Because, because I, I don't post anything interesting uh, is why I haven't oh, been able to maintain my account for a long time. It's this mainly photos of kids, photos of places Aww. I've been. Um, for anyone who wants to delve into my, uh, my Instagram, I just ask you to be kind. Uh, <laughs> no, no, uh well no i say that because um because of my past uh life in politics and public mm -hmm. affairs some people have uh chosen to not be yeah, so none popular, of that which is really sort of a a broader theme um in life just we should all be a little bit kinder to each other you know i will have none of that and uh, basically this whole episode has been an, a recruitment of me as franco's personal bodyguard i'm actually ex-army <laughs> so don't don't fuck with me don't <laughs> fuck with me man i i got shot at on a, in a firing range survived that you're not gonna touch my boy franco okay I know. I know. thank G you GTFO. you know i don't know i i will be um uh, ignorant in saying, I don't know if Veterans Day is celebrated the same day around the world as it is here in the U.S., which was just uh, Friday. But if it is, mm. you know, thank you for your service, by the way. Oh, you're all good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we um, have this thing in, in the Australian Army, at least, is, uh, you know, it's the you know the values of integrity and teamwork and all that. But there's this expression for my particular role, which is, you know, I was I was infantry adjacent. So what they call chocos, because it's like and it's a bit of a pejorative because it's like chocolate on the battlefield melts and under pressure and i was just like i was a quartermaster um in a q store so just like my like guarding an armory i was like an npc or whatever <laughs> and, and but one thing it did shed a little bit of light on is um yeah man like you know and this is something with last of us and something where you're you you become aware whether it's if your emergency servants respond or whatever there's a certain tier of and even with politics to a degree, because you see often like the true face of humanity in some extended way that isn't protected or padded by like the normal day to day, like with these realms, like you, you dive behind the scenes of humanity in a way that a lot of normal people who haven't experienced that just can't really relate, you know, and um, I find that there's always a kinship to be found with people who have just been on the other side of something and looks like you're you, you survived the politics i survived bullets i think <laughs> big hugs <laughs> yeah well i mean look, no yeah. uh no no comparison uh no, you know, one, is, good, one is uh self-inflicted in our politics uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm just so I'm so grateful to have stepped away from the partisan uh politics yeah. I spent 20 years um from, oh, early from 2002 to just this year um somehow this was my first election cycle not involved truly involved i was an outside advisor to um to a, a race but um this is my first time in 20 years not truly involved in in partisan politics
it mm. could not feel better. Um, just I'm so very, glad. very glad. Yeah. yeah and I think um, we have lots of fix. That's it, brother. Um, and, and you know what's going to be nice about this sort of... Um, because you just made me think, you know, politics, there's the Ukraine stuff and war and, 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 and basically any realm in which like just that fundamental, those pre that precious human condition, that the peace of the human condition is like disrupted or, or, or for any reason, it makes you really cherish um, this, uh, as you said, it's this, there's no dearth of, um, it, I mean, there is like such an unprecedented abundance of of art and entertainment and i think there's a historical precedent for that it's like if you think of the great depression you'll have like the al jolson's you'll have the people who like the art like art tends to just like upswell when when, when life and and uh and history is is going through something and i think that what i feel what i hope at least maybe we'll take a bit of a quasi-esoteric or maybe existential tangent but <laughs> i feel that that is arts that's like humanity's way of saying like this is what you'll lose if you destroy the world like this is and like that's why all this music i wonder if that that has maybe even stopped some people from pressing certain buttons so to speak mm. it's like look at what we would lose out on look at the the joy that we could bring is if you press a button suddenly it's all over like you know, Last of Us doesn't obviously doesn't deal with nukes, but it deals with something that it, that could end the world. And it's always a bit of a thing where it holds up that mirror. It's like, you know, Ellie coming across detritus of like, oh, is this what we used to worry about? Is this what we used to fight about? Like, yeah, any riffs what on that? Goes with what skirt, what boy to ask out, you know, on a date yeah. or like, that's what we used to worry about. Same with Horizon, by the way, the, the things that the the, exactly. old, the old ones used to worry about um you know captured in the 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 text and and audio data points that you uh, listen to or read in the game is um you know from 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 horizon i know we're on the, the last of us podcast but thinking back to i was recently playing the beginning of uh zero dawn with my eight-year-old and you know you're in the the subterranean uh caverns uh that that aloy is not supposed to go into and she comes across, you know, unfortunately, a, a deceased body of uh, one of the workers there. And the uh, hologram data point is of him trying to celebrate uh, his little yeah. boy Isaac's birthday with him. You know, daddy's here to celebrate with you. Here's my big man, you know. And yeah. um, it just. <sighs> I know. <laughs> I wonder, you know, you, you make a good point that is it is it art that keeps those with the ability to destroy us all that keeps them from doing it. Um, mm -hmm. I would like to believe that. I am not sure that those who have their finger on the button mm -hmm. uh, are considering that which we have in common um, more than their own will to survive such that it is, which doesn't even make sense because there's mutually assured destruction. Um, I like to think of it I, on a more hopeful tone. I would say art is the thing, art and music all are wrapped up together. The arts yeah. are the thing that that have are the singular thing. Art, art, and sport. Are That's true. That's true. That are common universal languages that have the ability to bring us together at moments that we need it most. Right. Wait, 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 wait. Just like just at odds, and there can be divisions on opinion or approach to even life's basics, which is often the weird thing that people is like, we actually want the same thing. Like, why are we fighting sort of thing? Yeah. Um, yeah totally Especially do. when you consider Russia and Ukraine. I mean, it, they are one of the people. 
You know, yeah. how are you now fighting over territory? That's it, dude. That's it. Sorry if that audio is coming through. I just wanted to do a bit of scrubbing through while we discuss. Um, I mean, first of all, I'm really glad the audio that's coming through, right? Audio wise, let's say it is. Okay. This is a great music choice, too, for this trailer. We haven't talked about the music of The Last of Us 2, which to me is just as important as the narrative and gameplay elements of That's it. And and uh, when I read the lyrics, and that's why I posted recently just the art, like, which is going to be the art direction. That's obviously a tease of, of our reskin that's coming up soon for um, leading into January. Um, it's it's a very poignant and I, and I can see that uh, Druckmann is, is going to use the opportunity of this series to kind of shed a bit of light on like, yeah, this is, you know, letting those like the positive side of this format of, of say, like on the Star Wars side of things saying like, well, let's explore Andor, which makes all of his choices in Rogue One, like feel all the more beautiful and poignant and, and, and rich. So that's actually something where I agree on on spinoffs and I agree on on opportunities to deepen story. So I think Druckmann is going to be able to say certain things in this adaptation that he just couldn't, you know. And this high, just just literally just reading the lyrics of the song made me think of that, you know. By the so, way, Lev is the character that you would want to see explored in more detail. You said, right? Yes, please. I would love I, a Lev. Um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I think uh, for me, uh, Isaac would be someone that I want to learn more about um, in large part because I I'm such a Jeffrey Wright fan um, yeah. oh, as an actor, uh, you know? Um, yeah. Just, and in fact, I almost wonder, so here's a question I'll ask you too. Okay. You can only choose one. Oh my God. Okay. As, as a voice actor, uh, you know, to, to voice a character. Mm -hmm. uh, so Jeffrey Wright, Mm -hmm. Troy Baker uh -huh. or Lance Reddick who for those oh. on this podcast are not familiar is the voice of Silence uh, in the Horizon series exactly and all this amazing John Wick stuff that's happening for Lance soon with like the Continental series and Ballerina with Anna de Armas like that's going to be insane for him um, so all three so, oh, you, why would you do that I love them all three oh. <laughs> Lance, Troy or what was the third one uh, Lance Reddick, Troy Baker, or Jeffrey Wright, uh, who, who plays Isaac, who, who also is, uh, like Shannon Woodward, go. who plays Dina, was also in oh, Westbrook, yeah. among other Okay, things. I gotta go Lance, um, not only because he's the first person to make Eric Andre feel uncomfortable on his own show, <laughs> which is, have you seen the Eric Andre show? It's no. a, it's a, it's a, it's a purposefully, uh, it's guest hell, it's the hell for guests, it's, it's the, he turns up the heat, he he, ma he makes like rotten food smell come onto the set, and what? it's a hilarious. It's an it's an adult swim show, and he he, oh, wow. he basically tricks all of these super high profile guests into being on his show, um, <laughs> and he makes them feel it's the complete. It's very Hodorowski, and in fact, he he's like a bit of a disciple of Alejandro Hodorowski, um, where he is like gets naked and and like throws stuff, and he's just <laughs> insane. But Lance Reddick gets on this show. And he also gets naked. <laughs> and he's blurred. It's blurred out and everything. All right. I mean, we have a clip right here. <laughs> right. This is this is the um and see right, look at that, mate. It is the number one search. Look at that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. People want to know. <laughs> this is him 
doing his thing. I don't know if this will get pulled later or whatever. We're going to have to do some clipping. Um, fortunately, um, okay, sorry. Fortunately, YouTube does let you kind of clip in post, which is cool. Um, let's go playback speed normal. And so then that's how the TVN has turned into like a clip playing show as well. It's fun. <laughs> All right, here we go. Can you see me over here? Can you see me? Uh, you know this next guy from The Wire and Lost, Lance Reddick. And he's very He's like extremely indifferent and disrespectful to his guests. On purpose. Yeah. Hello from night to night, you find me. What's up with claymation? I'm like, what's up with not having it? Yeah. Check this out. What's up with it? So you're on TV. Uh, yeah, yeah, from time to time. That's cool. Here's the thing. I don't give a shit about baseball. It's boring. All right. Wait, this is what I want to talk about. Not that. No, yeah, I didn't want to talk about that. We're but, talking about uh, baseball? About baseball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This well, wait. Want, well. This is what I want to say about baseball. Oh, okay, go ahead. It's just, it's, it's just... Absolute nonsense. It's fantastic. Justin Bieber sprays his DNA all over the ladies when he's in Paris, France. So these guests have no idea. Check this out, ready? He gets up. And that's a hole in the desk. desk. You need a new desk. And he leaves. (laughs) And obviously... Obviously, to some degree, Lance would have had to have been in on it a bit because he clearly had a great time and he's so down for like craziness and insanity. Wow. And so there wow. you go. And awesome. back to the amazingly wholesome Franco Rijo. Oh, so, so <laughs> awesome. Kids will, kids will do that to you. I mean, the, the amount of time uh, that we spend. This, this, is why, this is why when I game, I want it to be an immersive narrative driven experience late at night lights down low mm-hmm. is because the rest of my day is spent watching uh paw patrol or watching um watching especially so our, our almost nine month old uh was born mostly deaf um mm-hmm. and so he's he's going through a number of therapies and and things right now to help with that and we're learning sign language and one of the one of the key ways to learn sign wa- sign language um, is through the, actually this app on uh, the TV um, uh, signing time ASL, where there's a, near, a number of shows that go through uh, really, you know, made for little, little kids, fun shows uh, that teach you letters and words mm-hmm. and um, all kinds of fun That's things. Wonderful. How to sign my name, F-R-A-N-C-O. Uh, among other things. Um, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's that's been a journey and an experience. But anyway, just had a flash forward of your of your of your child, like 10, 20 years from now, be like, Dad, that was cool. Thank you. Yeah. Because believe it or not, only eight percent of um, not to turn your show into a PSA, but no, only eight percent of uh, of families with uh, DHH children, deaf and hard of hearing, take the mm-hmm. time to learn sign language, and our 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 feeling is just you, you want to do everything you can you would do everything that you can to set your children up for success whether or not they have a disability so when they have one like not being able to hear why would you not do everything that you can including like learning that. sign language i mean lear- learning a new language at 40 is not easy but it's possible so mm. why would you not do everything that you can 
Absolutely. And that's a mic drop to everyone. And yes, I like to also directly address listeners. It's like you there, um, Shelby. Yeah, I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about how you haven't been paying attention in your, <laughs> in your cell classes. <laughs> Sorry, Shelby. Um, you know, got to just, I don't know why she like that, Sorry. dude. Sorry. <laughs> but it's always, always in with that levity for sure. I wonder if Liv's name, you know, might be short for levity. That's just me off of my Eric Andre just getting a bit surreal and weird. But look, um, I love it. No, first of all, also, I want to say this is we have actually, um, I think I can kind of tease this on the, um, so on, on the Lord of the Rings side, uh, Joseph Malay, we have a Lord of the Rings podcast. And um, the two have this weird thing where on the 2nd of September this year, it was the Lord of the Rings coming out and Last of Us part, you know, part one remake. And I was really? like, and it just sort of mashed them together. It was crazy. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So Joseph Malay, who plays Adar, he's um, he's hard of hearing as well, deaf. And um he has regularly made it really weird for people who look him up and say, okay, well, I have to prepare, but he has so well adapted. Like he's done, he's gotten some, some, some mechanisms done, a little, a little bit of surgery and he's just, it's implants, yeah. It's completely, yeah, exactly. Completely bypassed it. And certainly by the time your, 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 your kid um, grows up, there's probably going to be even more advances. So yeah. it's always like, that's so wonderful, but there's, uh, there's also, awesomeness coming up too on, on that tech side you know with yeah for sure oh well technology is incredible they actually so my nine-month-old does wear hearing aids but because of his particular issue um he he has to wear what's called bone anchored hearing aids which are these little mm. silver devices that rest on the bone behind the ear and they're worn on a headband because you know you don't want to implant them into the skull of a nine-month-old it's a little too early for that um but yeah. it comes with this little plastic post that you can put to your forehead to hear what they're hearing just mm. the fact that and it's not it's not great but it's not terrible and you can hear conversation and you can hear sound you can hear the world around you um just the fact that that technology exists um you know i will say the woman who's who uh shipped them off to us said you know I, the reason i work for this company which the company that manufactures the hearing aids she said my dad um was born deaf and, you know, died at 70, 75 and never had an opportunity to have technology like this. I can only imagine what his life would have been like had, I mean. you know, ha had that technology existed. So we, you know, we're, we're, we're so fortunate to have that technology at our disposal. Um, mm. But it's, it's also just so interesting how technology advances with every generation. And you could say that same thing about any other kind of technology throughout the ages, right? From definitely the telephone to the telegram to the internet to oh yeah you know most certainly man absolutely and i just want to say again in this thing of holding up a mirror is is uh i without spoiling anything again for andor but there's some thematic and narrative and dialogue allusions to working on something now that we won't be able to benefit from ourselves but our children will mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. which in the especially in the early seasons of something like the walking dead like i thought about that a lot i thought about like how they're striving a lot to kind of rebuild and it's going to be their kids 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 who yeah. who are you know and all that and i think you have that i i always vibe with some of the thing one of the effects actually one of our questions before we tail things off is like if the thing happened like and i would walk through a few you know scenarios of you know franco ripple that's it cordyceps has happened like what happens you definitely have that energy of someone who um who would be one of the good ones in 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 the dead or you know the dead world you know or or the the rebuilding world like the post-apocalypse and and 
and I think that yeah, I I always like to when I especially in these times, dude. With with it's it's it feels in many ways that it's hovering more than ever before with with the Putin stuff, and um, I just know I'm glad that this the you know it's 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 kind of comforting. So the Francos are out there, like the ones who <laughs> and the albums. Yeah, my, my dude, boom, right there. I'm serious. Yes. Well, we'll 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 have to say, exactly find some way of of uh, you know say it all goes down, comms drop. I don't know, man. Just have to find some way of uh, making like this. I mean, we again without spoiling anything, but there's some 24 stuff to do with like preppers, and we have Death Stranding as well. There's all that. Um, I just think people like yourself who you have a you have a kinship with, you know, the post-apocalyptic with the Horizon and the Last of Us, like it's so good to be conscious of the future and, and to be like thinking about what we're laying down, you know, instead of just being so caught up in the moment that the risk of instant gratification and scroll past culture and like eroding attention spans is that we don't think about what's coming up. And that means that we, we do have that sort of that uh, worst part of our natures, like want the instant gratification thing, not thinking forward. And um, what I find so interesting about last of us is that there's a, cosmic deliverance kind of thing where it feels like nature herself was like i'm gonna make this thing happen which almost had a bit of a covety kind of feel with cordyceps and and that sort of that's why it, it sort of affected um there's definitely obviously in the hbo series there's gonna be dialogue and there's gonna be allusions to COVID for sure with um yeah. with com contamination and all that and and yeah i i think in you know, I like I like for art to make real life accountable, you know, and you're you're in that space, man. And I think definitely by the end, by, I think you're going to be involved in some way. There's just something where I think like attracts like. And is that something you'd be open to with with direct impact or like with with something with with Naughty Dog or HBO or like I just feel like yeah. you're inexorably heading towards that especially jumping on the Last of Us podcast and stuff like that you know I I am uh I'm in no way qualified uh first of all <laughs> let me back up for one second and say mm -hmm. um it is it is the creatives who make things um mm. that I think are really leaving a legacy on this world and um that's why it's amazing to me what you do with all of the podcasts, because you're not just making a podcast, you're creating art and all of your other artistic endeavors too. Oh, everything that you do. It's the people who make things that are leaving a durable, lasting legacy in the world, because I think we're all, you know, predestined to say, what am I leaving behind? In fact, I don't know if you're a Hamilton fan, but there's a Hamilton. line in there. So there's a line and I'm, I'm going to butcher it. I can't remember exactly, but it's basically, you know, the, the things that we are doing is planting seeds in a garden that we will never get to see. Yeah. Grow, right. Um, I mean, literally everything that we're uh, doing or everything that we should be doing, climate mitigation and uh, <laughs> rooting out extremism in our politics and things like that. Everything that we're doing and should be doing is planting seeds in a garden that we will not be the ones to harvest mm. the fruit from that garden. Mm. Um, you know, as far as uh, as far as franchises like The Last of Us and, and such, you know, I, I am I am just a fan. I um, <laughs> uh, am in no way qualified to. All right, enough humility. This guy. Uh, We're bringing up directimpact.com. Here we go. I would say yes. you you would sooner you you run you know this eponymous well, podcast. Uh, no. You would sooner be more qualified to be part of it. Um, Franco, say sbagliato. You are mistaken, which means I'm saying that anything, any opportunity I have is your opportunity as well. So 
That's what I'm well, saying, dude. I'm I'm excited to see as your podcast gains popularity. I'm excited to see uh, what other uh, what other guests, including this next one. Who? Wow, what a what a uh, a bombshell that will be to have a guest. Oh yeah, on the show. I'm very uh, stoked. Can't wait. And it's don't really bother exciting. trying to harangue Franco in his DMs after listening to this. <laughs> He's not going to answer. He's a professional. Leave the okay. leave the mustache alone. <laughs> Leave the mustache. Okay, dude. We need. We, we're gonna. Let's do a mustache check. How you feeling about it? I think you should be proud of it. No, that I picture is so unflattering. That was taken about fifty pounds ago, and yeah, I dude, you're looking great nowadays. Yeah, I'm trying. Really good, dude. That's Direct another impact. thing about reaching midlife is just that you, uh, you know, you feel like you've got to start to do things to uh, be around longer for your family. So, dude, and yeah, the gym stuff, dude. I'm trying to do more of that too, man. Like again as i said kindred you know like we're like when when people even across countries whatever podcasts are also great for that it's like yeah and and not only that but because they're public conversations that they don't they do tend to kind of have people when they're again whatever like preparing dinner or whatever people do when they're listening to podcasts they think actually so and so from that country so and so that i know like that would be cool to you know connect more and like resonate more and like i said there's just so many levels that like we resonate and and that's why like you've obviously over the course of our dms most certainly that's already happened but obviously this officiates it your first appearance you, you are part of the topic podcast network and and as you see we have about 600 total um sub feeds right like that i've just mapped out like this is what i could see myself easily doing a show about or or again as you said like laying seeds for future yeah. co-hosts and stuff like that Good there's about day. 50 that are currently like majorly active and i would say about a dozen who are like active basically every day which is god right. of war avatar last of us and stuff um but you are i'm just gonna bring you onto that always no pressure never any anything I but the horizon it. horizon dude we also have um the willow podcast coming up with uh in november well, you know late november with warwick davis and all that fun stuff. Indiana Jones next year as well. Um, Can I ask you, Albert, how how have you managed to absorb <laughs> at an expert level so much media? Because like, for example, I haven't seen Andor yet. Um, no, yeah. I haven't seen Willow. Uh, there's a lot of media that I have yet to like go, go back and I mean, it's one thing to watch something, but then to truly be like an expert to a level where you can have a host, a podcast. How have you done that? Oh, well, dude, look at you with your with your interviewing self. Okay, yeah. <laughs> folks, once again, before I answer my amazingly and in, getting increasingly more amazing by the second friend, Franco, right here. Um, before I answer that, um, you have you sealed, you sealed your fate even further. I mean, now you're basically a podcaster right now. Okay, because you're, anyway. you're actually you're actually podcast interviewing me as well. Okay, so you're yeah, we're going to get um, Ashley Birch. Franco Ripple early <laughs> next year, Horizon Podcast. You're gonna interview her. It's gonna be great. Let's do it, shall we? No, no, Paul. I, I will be I will jump out of my skin. I will shed my skin yep. and jump out of it with excitement. She love you. Oh my god, she'll be all over you. Incredible. Um, but to answer your question, look, I I, I this is me, that's my brain at all times. Is uh, that's my patterns that's where my tattoo designs come from. It's um uh, I have this you know, as I said, I was in an accident in the army and not that people's lives should be come down to that one thing. But um, I was already even before that. I really loved eclecticism and I always resonated with the idea of like maximizing one's time on earth, you know, and uh, I did a kind of, I don't know, as you do in your early 20s, you do, you do a sort of stock take of like, who am I? What am I doing? And all that. And I interesting. It was, it's like 
nihilistic adjacent but in 2008 i was like i am nothing i guess i'm just this thing that's between everything and i like that and i saw a documentary called the esoteric agenda and it talked about how the human um sort of basic uh, bioelectrical pulse actually creates a waveform and that waveform if you match it up to like human dna like the exact parabola of that matches up perfectly to like a human being who's experiencing joy so like it's this packed spiral and they laid these two images in front of each other so a packed electromagnetic spiral signal and the human dna and i was like those two two things match at 90 percent. and it's like well that clearly means that on a dna level like we're meant to be happy and to heal and to experience joy it's like well okay so what makes me happy it's like well the core human pursuit i believe that is like what wings are to birds and what you know fins and the ocean is to you know fish like for us it's storytelling it's like it's the thing that defines our species as separate um like truly separate from like the other mammals and stuff like that it's just such it's like tm humanity like that's what makes us who we are like and what so is the reason like, that we're sentient right like why like, thank you other, thank other you species can use tools right mm -hmm. can have memory to a, a level to recall, you know, fellow members of species or how to how to do complex tasks. We know this from birds and mammals. But what is it about the human experience of specifically of sentience, if yeah. not to experience joy? Like, what is it special about us that that is that is so fascinating about the uh, about the, the waveforms? Uh, I've got to look thank you, up. dude. Uh, please do. And, and it honestly had a, a direction shifting thing for me because that was after the accident. But it was something where I had just had this almost metaphysical kind of like, even in my early you know, 2005-ish, I was just, I was doing these early patterns, right? And I was like, I guess I'm just really enjoy, I really enjoy the sort of everythingness of everything. And then it's like, well, when it came down to just in 2015, like nutting out, like, want to step into podcasting i started with bloodborne but then i was like but i really also love ueda like for me to ueda the last guardian like and then i love the order 1886 which is they're they're bringing chromatic aberration to film they're, they're creating digital lenses to make this stuff look like cinema and you know we have the order podcast we spoke with uh stephen west who played sir galahad you know in that and um and so then yeah i just this uh and also we my fiance you know we, we spend time together we watch 24 I, I also have work that i do i do sort of admin stuff um for like a private org and and it's just about i never do anything on a, on the recreation on the recreation side that doesn't fold into something where i'm building i'm building nice. a little bit of the network and nice. uh that's such a sweet and generous impromptu question for you to ask dude thank you oh my god like it's the first time someone sort of paused the show to kind of quiz me about that man like you're such a gem i mean how how could someone it's just it's remarkable you know to be able to have that level of expert knowledge of so many different forms of media but then more importantly to share it with the world in in this mm. medium of the podcast i i have only in recent years gotten into podcasts and um uh, in lots of driving for work over long distances and traveling, I've really come to appreciate it as an art form. And I'm so grateful, um, honestly, that I stumbled across uh, this one um, and and have gotten to, to listen and now participate. And um, really, I just uh, incredible credit to to what you no, and man. the team are putting together here. This is for this is for Franco only. 
Okay, for Franco's eyes only, even though that's everybody. So that's <laughs> everybody. <the> current, yeah. <laughs> well, because you're all you're all part of the tribe. Um, so we all have a notepad. This is my note stuff that I just kind of keep track of. You know, health, all that stuff. Um, that's all of them there. Those are the main active ones. We have obviously Witcher, Mortal Kombat. Any of these you click, you can click through to Fallout, Fable, Dune, Dragon Age, Devil May Cry, Dark Crystal. And then we have these the Bioshock ones. podcast. That's very- oh, we certainly do. That's right. Very so. Cool get into that and then we have so these ones are active currently set up with playlists and everything these ones are just waiting that you know we have blade runner there wow. they're all set up they're ready but we're just looking at co-host and stuff you have an field. aqua team podcast i do have an aqua team podcast because i fucking that's one of the greatest works of surrealism in the world black books black adder biker mice from mars beyond good and evil better call soul um cult of luna cri- the cryptid podcast because i love bigfoot and like stuff like that uh e- Edgar Rice. Have an arrested development podcast back up there in the days we, we do we do we do so yeah and you have to jump on so that's all that that's so that's about and like like good stuff like wayne's world like oh my god like twisted metal and west wayne my wife and i are uh, probably am- among any other creator, we are massive Aaron Sorkin fans. Um, everything yeah. from the, the newsroom to the West Wing to other things that he's put together, Sports Night. Um, and I saw that you have a West Wing podcast there. And I think that is, that's one program that is just on constant repeat. And it's repeat. because she and I met through politics, have both worked in government and politics for, for, for decades. And we continue to believe that that uh, virtuous, um, how can I put it? Representation of U.S. politics is like it's wish fulfillment. Sorkin was yeah. like, I don't see this in the real world. I need to find some way of putting that message. And, you know, we have Richard Schiff, who just played Odin in God of War Ragnarok. Um, and he's doing this wonderful stuff of like going blue in 2023. And like, dude, seriously, like and I mean, I have to bring you on for Richard Schiff. Like we have to make that happen. Like that's I wouldn't know how, what to do with myself. <laughs> I think you. I think. You and Ray are the same. That there's such a, a kinship there with um, with everything on the uh, West on the West Wing side. And and look, honestly, as I had a recent epiphany, it's like do not place any restrictions on yourself. Like don't. And that's what TPN's about. And it's um, we've had some just people who you know there's there's uh stuff with on the Avatar side cannot say, but some people on the you'd Garrett Warren, the second unit director of Avatar, The Way of Water said like you should have this person on your show and you should have that person on your show on your show. He said, you know, Jim Cameron and John Lando or whatever and, and like dot dot dot. That's all I'll say with that. But the idea is that why not? And it is just the anything podcast. We have the existence podcast. We have the parenthood podcast, the relationship, like everything. So yeah, the idea is. I hope everyone, uh, I hope everyone listening to this podcast, as well as, as others take advantage of that and listen to the the full Mm -hmm. spectrum of of shows that you have. Uh, Yes. This is our, our team here. I tend to keep, I'm, I'm generally keeping my work life away from uh, my gaming and, and yeah. life, uh, just so that the two don't necessarily mix, but we're very, well, fun. let me tell you something. I'm going to take over cause I'm an empathetic Italian Australian. And I'm going to say, isn't it interesting folks? Let's, let's do a bit of psychology. Here. Isn't it interesting? As soon as I bring up what Franco does, the way he contributes, like he, he pivots. This is the empath in Franco. He spins it around, makes it about me. I'm on to you, dude. Uh, I'm on to you. you found my toxic yeah. trait of, uh, of of deflecting. Uh, Such a toxic deflector. I'm kidding. I'm toxic on deflector. Your I know. I know. I know. Also, toxic deflector. Good superhero name. <laughs> there you go. It's a good name for a dude. Man. 
It, exactly. Well, we're going to probably start a band by the end, man. I feel like I just yeah. met like a long lost like multiverse sibling. Like what the hell? Dude? Yeah. That's so great. That's right. I'm, I'm glad, uh, you know, Dr. Strange and Spider-Man, like, you know, ripped a hole in the multiverse. They and, did. Like, flew through it. And, and here we are. This has been a lot of fun and, and hopefully not the last time. Definitely not the last of us time. Hey, okay. <laughs> buddy, what, what can I, so, so obviously you're keeping this separate, but what can we look forward to? Obviously you've, you've definitely created some fans of Franco Ripple, the person on this show. You, I've, I've basically press ganged you into everything topic podcast network <laughs> going on, but what can we shout out to press ganging from the pirates of the Caribbean franchise, which we have the pirates podcast and we're waiting. We're just waiting for anything on that Margot Robbie production to see what happens. So we can fully dive into that. But what? that aside, what can people like, where can we go to, like, is it just Franco Ripple everywhere? And what maybe have you got in the pipeline or that you're building up with? Like, you need to, obviously you have TPN, but are you thinking of anything independent or you just want to stay on the TPN train? Like, I'll just bring you into this stuff and maybe the Franco Ripple, po Franco Ripple podcast can grow out of that. You know, my, um, my participation in this show um, and hopefully going forward in, in the, the, the TPN community Definitely um, was forward. not, uh, is it was... Uh, how can I put it? Um, I'm a I, I'm a believer in like building towards things, right? Like I like to, I like to yeah. acquire new skills. Um, like so, for example, my background is in communications and public affairs, but I've I'm self taught in video editing, in sound editing, um, in you know photography, and like everything that I can do to to build my skill set uh, stronger um, to be a better professional. This is my first foray into something no in personal life building an interest okay. because I right. got into gaming and for, I, I will be honest for a long time, I was like apologetic about it. Even to this day, I sometimes say to my wife, Oh, I know this is silly. But when I told her about this opportunity, she was like, that's fucking cool, man. Yes. Like, shout cool, out. You know? And so and this, this is me joining you for this and, and hopefully us doing this again together sometime. This is, this is for me. Um, not about, you know, building a personal brand or, about even even building anything um, uh, durable skills wise, uh, although mm. I could see it coming to that. I've never been on a podcast before, as I think I mentioned. Oh, stop! You're kidding me. You have major no. podcast energy, and well, your wife sounds like a podcast. You guys are my West Wing podcast host because we are looking. Oh, I think people, she. So. I think she'd be down. She'd she'd think that's good. Yeah. I think she would join. Um, I, I could mm. I could coerce her into it. She likes to stay out of the limelight, but I think I could coerce okay. her into it. Um, I am a former radio presenter. I, I spent a there little while with CBS uh, radio doing, um, I didn't know it at the time when I joined, I joined to do public relations for um, uh, for six of their market, six of their local markets. Uh, and it ended up being um, that I was on air uh, every weekend doing the, the local public affairs news show. And it's some of the most fun I've ever had late nights in the studio putting together um, a radio show that included yeah, local cool. local folks, but also people from you know across the country, from major corporate CEOs down to elected officials across the country, and and other um, cultural folks, authors. Um, so I, I clearly enjoy being on a mic. Um, yeah, mate. Being here with you is is fun uh, for me, and not necessarily uh, anything that's in a, a, a skills development. Humble buffin. I'm calling yeah, in that humble people. buffin energy. Yeah, well, that's to good. See. This is just okay. such a fun time. It's a fun time. And now I'll explain the humble buffin thing. So a buffin is a British parlance for someone who's really smart, really good at something, you know? 
uh, but you're also very humble. So you're a humble boffin. That's what you are. I, it's almost I sounds like a, it. I almost sounds that. like a Star Wars creature. <laughs> oh, wait. I don't know what it sounds like. You're a real yeah. humble boffin, you. Uh, I'm a real humble, humble boffin. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, seriously. Um, we've got a whole um rest of the day with with live streams coming up. I might even send you the schedule. You can just randomly jump in at any time. You are Mikasa Tukasa. Seriously, man, just wander in anytime. You are you're you're exactly the kind of vibe of TPN, which is that you have this sense of eclecticism to you, a sense of passion, and most importantly, it's a it's something I I equivalent it to. It's Cameron. He he talks about the art and business side in equally because he knows that one co-informs the other. And Villeneuve talks about this with Dune as well. Of um, the art is his commerce. Like that's one of his producers' refrains. And we do do the Dune podcast too. And that's also, we're actually recording later today. So I might even be like, dude, here's the schedule. Jump in, randomly message me. Can I tell any you a about Dune? I guess it's, I guess you heard it here first. <laughs> I guess it's not, not about to be a secret. I I love how, it, you know, five decades or six, however it was written in the 50s, right? I want to yeah, say. Yeah, uh, 50, 50s then came out in the 60s, yep. Yeah, so like, you know, six decades after it was first written that it's finally gotten like a real, you know, mainstream cinema treatment. I think I checked it out from the library like three times. And yeah. I couldn't get past, like by in comparison to- You are not alone. The Foundation series by Isaac Asimov, the, the Foundation books. I just you're not alone and and so that's why I got the illustrated 1970s copy like for me as as nice. Villeneuve would probably tell he's he's also very diplomatic he won't outright say it but the idea is that it's the, it's what Dune presented that makes it most interesting but without turning this into Dune cast yeah. and or into the yeah. Dune podcast because yeah. we are gonna like believe me leading up to November next year that's gonna be fun to to riff about some of the imagery and who knows what I mean Christopher Walken as the emperor come on listen Franco you gotta <laughs> You gotta come over to Australia. You no, know. God, we gotta jump on the podcast together. All right, all right. That's, good. That's great. Um, you get out. We do, and uh, actually, he's playing a, a bloater in the series. Uh, he's, no, Joel, listen, Joel and Ellie, I disagree with your approach to. <laughs> so much, I'm gonna throw the shit at you over here. I'm gonna, sh I'm gonna throw it, and I hope maybe that'll teach you plants with googly eyes. It's sorry, it's green. I fucking love this. Is I love the derailed energy, man. Giant hugs. Oh my god, big big hug, big, big hug. hugs, big hugs. Say, and also lots of love from Ray to to you and your wife. Like, believe me, you have major like like close. I mean, you are like you, you just your family now. So just in your if you're in, ever in Australia, like let's get up some dinner or something and and frankly a couple of things i'm manifesting let's do another thing so franco mustache it's 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 going so sorry mom sorry, sorry mom, deal with it's, it it's who i am it's who i am mom <laughs> exactly um and clearly you survived you have not succumbed to your cordyceps throughout this whole recording no i haven't that's right i i don't yeah. i don't hear any clicking yeah. so no one else hears right. it and i i Very feel good. mostly okay uh that's it but Very but good. give my best to to um, to Anne Marie and, and Catherine as well. And, I will. Uh, I hope uh, hope to join them another time soon. Um, but this has just been this has been a real treat and the beginning of more good things. I hope so. My man, oh, most certainly. Get out of hope. Get out of possibly. It's all about definitely. It's all about happening. Sweet. Big hug, brother. And we'll we'll catch up soon, mate. Be well. Take it all easy, right. everybody. Bye. Talk to you. Bye.